Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Three Nerds on a Sunday. It is me again, Sunny, riding solo once more. Uh, so today, uh, we'll talk about some trailers, some couple of couple pieces of news, nothing too in-depth. Um, I saw the new, um, was it the Glass Onion, a Knives Out Mystery film on Netflix. I might talk about that for a little bit. And then um, talk about Avatar, his budget, and some... Uh, a question that I asked on Instagram, <clears throat> kind of uh, kind of carried that conversation over here to, to the podcast. So we'll, we'll see how long we can go. Um, I always try to aim for at least an hour. Uh, no no promises or guarantees with any of that, but you know we'll, we'll see where we can go. So I guess without further ado, ramblers, let's get rambling. <clears throat> First piece of news I want to bring up is, for you gamers out there, uh, PlayStation 5 is getting a, a remake of a 1990 horror game uh, that was pretty popular, I would say. Um, it was big in the arcades. It's uh, probably one of the best light gun um, arcades out there. Um, I'm more of a time crisis guy myself, but House of the Dead was awesome. And that is exactly what is coming to PlayStation 5 in January 20th is going to be House of the Dead. Uh, I know they've they've done a couple of, of remakes or sequels or quasi stuff with this with this game over over time, and some were kind of hits, some were major flops. But overall, pretty excited about that. I don't have it. <laughs> uh, I don't have a PlayStation Five yet. But if you have a PS Five, uh, you you'll, be, you'll get a chance to play uh, the remake of House of the Dead. <clears throat> I don't know if you can use uh, the PlayStation wand or whatever or all that fun stuff but i would assume unless they if they haven't done so already they should work on a vr version of it with vr starting to get better and better um uh, house of the dead i mean just makes total sense you have games like uh what is that um super hot which is essentially a you know a, a more strategic take on like light gun first person shooting and i think that uh, the the light gun genre would transfer very well over to VR. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, just just getting over a cold, so I might sound a little stuffy, and I might have a little cough still. So bear with me. But yeah, uh, when it comes to arcades stuff like that, again the the light the light gun genre is something I'm really really fond of. Like I said, I'm a huge time crisis guy, but. Uh, there's also games like the the a- Alien game, which was always fun. House of the Dead is always a classic. Uh, let me actually look at my uh, pictures here. I might have some stuff saved. So um, here in Illinois, if you're in the Chicagoland area, you can head over to LaGrange, where there's the arcade called the Galloping Ghost. They also have a uh, pinball um, place up the road from it. So if you're really into pinball, they got that. <clears throat> so... That's always fun. Let me see if I can find something here. There we go. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, L.A. Machine Guns. That is one of my favorite as well, along with Time Crisis. Um, because if you can, go again, you go to Galloping Ghost. Uh, make sure there's no one else waiting there or play with someone else. Just play by yourself. You'll have control of both guns. And there's so much kickback on, on, on both of the guns on there. It, it, it you feel like you're Arnold Schwarzenegger in, in, in an action film. It's it's absolutely a great experience. It's so it's so cool to do. Um, <clears throat> but no, yeah. Whenever I whenever I go to Galping Ghost, I always make sure to hit a couple of the, the light gun areas. So uh, I would definitely love to see some of these kind of make the transition to VR. Uh, like I said, with VR getting better and maybe some put some equipment in there. I would love a blowback gun. Uh, that works for VR that gives you that impact and the weight, uh, uh, you know, of, of every shot that you take while having the immersive experience of VR. I think that'd be awesome. House of the Dead, we got to put that on the list as well. So with that remake coming out, check it out if you have a PS5. If you don't, like I do, not have one, yeah, good luck. Uh, find, a, find a friend that has one and you can play with them. <clears throat> Moving on from that, let me log out here. Uh, Dead Space is apparently in the development, according to John Carpenter. So the the title is a little misleading. Uh, actually, I think it's pretty misleading. Uh, in, in an interview um, he was doing, uh, he was quoted saying, I'm a big video game fan, so I played all the games. 
I was down. Uh, I was down looking at the new digital cameras, the red, and happened to mention to them that I would love to do a, a Dead Space film. He explained that just went around and everyone said, oh, when are you going to do it? I'm not going to do it. I think they already have another director involved and they haven't asked me to do it. So until someone asked me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. So, <clears throat> like I said, um, very misleading on a lot of these articles, especially if you're someone that doesn't look kind of like me for most of the time, just kind of browses at the at the um, the name of, of the uh, article and then browse at the comments and see, you know see what's going on. Uh, so essentially, he's saying is that he threw out the idea. He was kind of fishing around, and apparently, it's already been in the works for a little bit now. And they have a director. And he just kind of confirmed it for them without anything being officially confirmed. I guess. Dead Space is a very interesting game, a very interesting uh, franchise as a whole. Because the first, the first game, is straight up survival horror, up to a point. Because then it just becomes repetitive, and you only do the same jump scares and only be grossed out by, you know, visuals uh, after a while. But it still is intense. It's still pretty good, especially if you put it in a harder difficulty. It is a, it is a pretty uh, interesting game to play on a hard mode. The second one was a little more horror, a little less horror, a little more action, but they still had those elements that made the first Dead Space what it was. Uh, number two, I thought, made a lot more advancements. It, it was a little more brave in what it was trying to do. Overall, the story was, I think, a little bit better, <clears throat> if not way better. It's been a while since I played them. And then the third one comes out, and that was just a straight multiplayer shoot 'em up action film. Uh, you know, that calls itself a uh, survival horror game. So, if 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 they're going with the with, with the lineage of the first game, just the first game alone, if, if we take out the second and third game, and even we take out the the, the animated movie that they did with it and all that other stuff, um, just based off of that, it, it, uh, condensing it down to let's say an hour forty five minutes, an hour thirty, uh, hour forty five minutes, you can have a really good tight little horror mo uh, horror movie with that space. Um, it's mm, see so I can find it. If you want to, uh, I always advocated that uh, Neil Blomkamp should do it, the the Dead Space movie, because if you guys remember a while back, he did something on YouTube called Oat Studios, which is his actual studio where where they do you know VR effects and all that kind of stuff stuff for film, and he did a short film. Um, that I thought was basically Dead Space without being called Dead Space. And if I can, it was with Dakota Fanning. Uh, Zygote? Zygeist? Zygote? It's Z Y G O T E. And uh, yeah, this movie, uh, this is the short film, was fantastic. It's um, the monster is basically like a humunculus humanoid thing made up of hands. And body parts is pretty nasty. It's pretty pretty gnarly, and the, the I mean the aesthetic is is basically dead space. There's there's no other way around it. It it was dead space. I'm just kind of fast forwarding through it, and yeah, it's you know takes place looks like on some kind of station, space station or underground, you know bunker or something. Um, there yeah, I mean the hallways look just like Alien or something you would find out of, uh, out of that genre of like sci-fi horror. It's it, it's it's basically a, a dead space film. Oh god, that's disgusting. It, yeah, this this was really cool actually. Um, now I'm looking at it. It's a, basically what the creature is is uh, just body parts and dismemberment and kind of all glued together to make this. Like I said, like a humongous blob of disgustingness. It, it's pretty pretty gnarly. So definitely check it out uh, if you get a chance because it is actually really really cool. And I, I I always advocated for him to 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 do the Dead Space film, and I, I still think that that's what that that's who they should go with. Um, so check that out, and definitely let me know what you guys think about that. Um, Dead Space I know has its diehard fans. Uh, I I like it. I'm not gonna say it's you know one of the greatest things I've ever played. I had a lot of fun with it. It was creepy at times, but. Yeah, I don't know if I would definitely, you know, I I I wasn't the biggest champion of the the film itself, uh, the franchise itself, but I definitely want to see a, a movie like it, um, to kind of hit screen because I love horror and sci-fi. You mix it together, 
I think you got a winning recipe right there. So we'll, we'll see what happens, see if we get anything official and new starts coming out on it and all that kind of stuff, and we'll kind of go from there. Uh, last piece of news I want to bring up is Chucky, the um, the TV series. So <clears throat> if you guys remember when I reviewed the, the series of Chucky on here, uh, kind of talked about the first season and everything that, that talked about how I, I was, I was, I was, I didn't know if it was canon or not and what I was going to do, but it, it very much is canon. The, the whole thing takes place within that universe right after the last film that, that came out. And it's, uh, it's, the first season was fantastic. Utterly great. Uh, I, I loved it. It was a little cheesy, uh, but that's because it, it was on sci-fi and sci-fi doesn't have the biggest budget anymore when they, they put their money towards other shows that were good, but you know they kind of uh, spent their money wrong uh, on a lot of shows. They kind of put them in the hole. But with that being said, uh, I haven't seen season two yet. I have heard great things about it as well. It's just uh, like I said, um, it's not on streaming yet. Season two is not anywhere to stream yet. That's because Chucky has found a new streaming home, and it's still going to be on Sci-Fi and everything, but. Is now moving from Peacock. I don't know if it's fully moving to Peacock or or just from from the new season on. But uh, Shutter, the <coughs> the love of my life uh, of all streaming services, Shutter, the all horror uh, streaming service, has uh, got the the rights to stream uh, the the Chucky series. So currently, season one is still on Peacock. Where season two seems to be in some kind of limbo at the moment. It's not quite on Peacock yet, even though it, it finished up, I think, a couple months ago. Or, yeah, maybe a couple months ago. Uh, we're waiting to see what, what occurs there, but I'm very excited. Uh, season 3 was also announced by Sci-Fi to be greenlit, and they are ready to go. So, that's very exciting for us, for, for our Chucky fans. Like I said, uh, Chucky is definitely on my franchise-wise... <coughs> And even um, even um, the <clears throat> the uh, the Mount Rushmore, my horror killer, Chucky would be on there for for me personally. So very exciting, very exciting all uh, all around. <clears throat> Shutter's been doing some really good work. Uh, I always I'm always interested in what they're going to do with their with uh, with the titles that they pick up the stream from from the original content that they're making and stuff like that. So this could be a good move for them. I'll see how it goes. Um, I hope people actually go over there and buy it because it's only like five ninety nine a month for it, and you get so much good stuff for it. You, you might as well just pull the trigger. And even if it goes up in price in, in the next year or two, it's still well worth the, the money that you, you'd be spending for a couple extra bucks more. So just do it. Trust me, Shutter's worth it if you love horror. It has everything horror that you want there. So check it out. Uh, that's it I got for news. That's really all I got. <clears throat> so let's go ahead and move on to some trailer talks that I want to kind of go over. Uh, I haven't, we, haven't, I, we haven't been able to do a podcast in a little bit, uh, maybe a couple weeks here. Uh, I've been sick, and then with the holidays and, you know, uh, the end of the holidays and all that other stuff. So it was just, uh, just a big cluster. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying not to swear <laughs> as much. Um, uh, try to keep it clean as much as possible. So <laughs> it just it was uh, a giant hoopla of a mess. So uh, catch up, catching up on some some trailers. I I I didn't pick everything that came out. I picked the the three that were most interesting to me, um, and I guess technically the fourth. Uh, I'll throw in um, the Ant Man trailer. Look good. There's a lot of speculation saying, "No, oh, by this trailer, Ant Man's gonna die." I mean, it's a possibility. You know, they've only killed three, two Avengers, three of uh, I mean, technically Quicksilver wasn't an Avenger yet, but I guess, I guess we count them. Uh, Quicksilver, um, Scarlet Witch, not Scarlet Witch, Jesus, Black Widow, and Iron Man. And I'm probably thinking of someone else, but I can't remember. Anyways, I don't know. Um, I mean, it would be a swerve at this point. It's hard to tell the trailers because obviously they've been notorious for adding scenes and uh, manipulating scenes and making uh, putting things in that aren't there, all that kind of stuff. So it's really interesting to see uh, what's going to happen. So I don't know. We will uh, we will see. But it was a good trailer, you know. Um, 
definitely super heavy on the CGI, which, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, you know how I felt about the, the CGI coming from Marvel lately. I'm not too thrilled about it, but we will, uh, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> I can only hope, hope for the best, you know, because uh, Ant-Man, uh, I, I like the first two. I, I, I love the first one. I really like the second one. I know people are kind of down on the second one, but I don't know why. Uh, I, I, I like the, uh, I, I love Paul Rudd. Great, uh, seems like a great guy, really good actor, uh, funny as hell. Uh, I love the Ant-Man character and everything in that world, so... Yeah, I'll, I'll see it obviously, and um, we'll give my honest honest opinion on it. I just hope that it's it's uh, it's it keeps in line with the other two. Uh, but <clears throat> the trailers I wanted to talk about. Uh, the first one uh, probably is a dark horse, and what I mean by that is that I think the trailer we might see the every uh, Nicholas. So <laughs> uh, before I get too ahead of myself, uh, Renfield is the trailer that I'm talking about. With uh, Nicholas Holt, uh, essentially playing what looks like a vampire or a vampire servant to a to a uh, well, uh, uh, well they say in the trailer Dracula, and he kind of does his thing, and you know he, he's in uh, in therapy, some kind of AA style of therapy for like abusive relationships, and uh, <laughs> and at the end we see uh, Nicholas Cage as Dracula. And it's it, what kind of what kind of Nicholas Cage are we gonna get? I don't know. He's always great in everything he does, from his his crazy wackiness to everything else. It's pretty exciting to see. And again, it's a it's a you know it's a um, it's a comedy looks like slash action slash vampire movie with Nicholas Cage and. Um, and Nicholas Holt, <clears throat> I'm I'm in. Um, it does look, it is weird because it it looks like it's a a indie title by its very saturated neon lights. What a lot of these like indie lower budget films tend to look like, but at the same time, the action actually looks kind of well choreographed. Um, the camera and the focus and like the the, the filter, or I guess the um, the 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 uh, the grading and all that kind of stuff looks looks pretty pretty smooth and good, uh, pretty pretty nice. Some some decent establishing shots, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. Uh, like I said, it you know, there's no like grandiose set pieces or anything like that or anything that would say like oh this is like a hundred like a like a hundred million dollar budget. But it does look cool. It does look fun. It looks like they. They're in the, they're putting some effort into it and not just relying on, on having Nicolas Cage in it. So I'm I'm pretty excited about this one. It'll be out April fourteenth. Um, I think I think this is gonna have to be in, uh, in in theater watch, unless it comes out in VOD where I I can rent it for like ten bucks. I'll I, I'll do that no problem. Uh, you know I'll, I'll rent it out for, for like ten bucks. Uh, if not, I'll just go to the theater and watch it. And uh, it'll be more in theaters, but. Like I said, it's to more support the, the theater itself at that point. So that's Renfield uh, coming out April 14th with Nicholas Holtz and Nicholas Cage. Um, I mean, if, if if everything I just said doesn't catch your ear, make you excited, I this is probably not for you then, which is fine. There's plenty of other stuff coming out. No, you know, no worries. Um, we'll go ahead and move on to the next trailer that was that I was very uh, high on. And that was 65, starring Adam Driver. <clears throat> this trailer is very cool. I think it's, yes, yeah, so the producer is Sam Raimi. I don't know who the director is offhand, but the trailer, essentially what it is, is um, Adam Driver is, is in, uh, he's, he's um, in this spaceship, uh, he kind of wakes up. He has to land the plane. There's a bunch of so, bunch of uh, occupants on the on the uh, on the um, <clears throat> on the ship itself. I'm assuming they're in like hypersleep for for a long you know the departure. But he crash lands on a planet, and it's like, oh no, what whatever shall I do? And we kind of see him. Hey, he has high tech toys. He goes out there. He starts, you know, looking around, trying to investigate the the planet, because I believe 
their job is to find a new planet to to kind of make home, I guess. Well, turns out that he lands on um, apparently what is Earth, sixty-five million years in the past, where dinosaurs roamed the Earth still. So it's very much a survival film uh, where he has to basically not die. What is this? Uh, sorry, uh, I was got sidetracked. Basically, he just can't. He he try to stay alive. Uh, by by outrunning dinosaurs with its futuristic uh, guns and and high tech um, weaponry, so the, when I first saw this, I, I was, it gave me shades of um, Turok or like Dino Crisis, which I'm a big fan of both, and I think that they were that they're they're prime for a good movie, and, and I think the technology is there where we can make that happen, where it's not going to look so bad. Or, you know, look too fake. Uh, so this is a really good um, step in the right direction. Yeah, so. Uh, so th this movie definitely had uh, piqued my interest when I saw it. Um, if it does well enough, maybe down the line, you know, in the next couple of years, we can see a Turok or a um, <clears throat> Dino Crisis. Because, again, dinosaurs are hot. They're, they're, they're still a hot commodity. Dinosaurs don't ever really go out of style. They're always just kind of there. And that's really cool. And again, like I said, if, if, if they can capitalize on this, make it fun, make it, make it cool, some cool visuals, some cool dinosaur stuff, there's no reason why we can't focus on some of that project later. So this is more of the idea of what could come if this succeeds. And that's what I'm more excited about. But the, the film also looks pretty good too. So, uh, and, uh, you know, I like Adam Driver uh, dinosaurs and, you know, fighting off dinosaurs with, with futuristic tech is always a really cool idea. So that's, that's pretty fun. Uh, that's 65. Uh, let me see if the trailer says when it's supposed to come out. Let's see here. 65. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Yes, I know. Show me the dinosaur. He's breathing. It's a, it's a raptor. Oh, gonna get his ass kicked. <clears throat> Coming out in March. Um, no date. Pacific, but uh, coming out in a couple months, so keep an eye out for that. Last trailer that I wanted to talk about, and which I'm very, very thrilled about, very excited. This is my like, well, probably one of my most anticipated movies because I, I don't, I try to make a list of like most anticipated, but at the end of the day, it's just kind of hard to nail it down because things get moved, things get canceled, and all that kind of stuff. But this one is coming out for sure. It looks like so. I'm pretty pretty thrilled about that. Um, Evil Dead Rise. Uh, this 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 film uh, definitely looks like it's going to be leaning towards more of the Evil Dead remake from 2000. I want to say 2009. Uh, Evil Dead remake 20, 2013. Off oh, by a couple of years. Uh, definitely seems to have more in line with that than than it does the Sam Raimi original three films. Oh, um, the trailer definitely looks pretty gnarly. It's got a lot of uh, pretty intense demonic scenes. Some um, some scalping of people's heads. It's pretty intense. Um, the cast looks pretty interesting. The dialogue was a little a little iffy. What I mean by that is that it just seemed. Uh, It seemed a little on the nose, almost like uh, what, what, I'm, uh, I, I'm not a writer. I wish I was, but it, you know, it it feels like like the youngest uh, actor. It just sounds like she's speaking a little older than what she is, and that's kind of uh, not off-putting, but it does give me pause for a quick second, just a quick second, because again, that that can be all uh, overwritten if. The scene that in the context in which it's taking place and just works really well, or maybe she's like um, smarter than what she is, or like smarter than her her normal uh, age range or something like that. You know, there's ways around it, but um, no, uh, this this looks really good. Uh, like I said, if it looks like it's gonna be more heavy on the like conjuring possession style of like horror, um, definitely looks 
looks uh looks pretty um pretty pretty serious um like i said like the remake of it the remake of the evil dead was um <clears throat> i like that we're no longer in a camping uh cabin setting uh we we are now in a high rise and it's pretty cool and the book of the dead itself looks pretty cool too uh it has like uh it's like there's like fangs on 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 it now that keep keep it closed but we still have the old iconic of like the the uh final girl with a chainsaw and a couple like really cool scenes and just people covered in blood it's and definitely demon action going on and some really really cool stuff uh this this definitely looks like a like a a horror a horror horror hound type of film which i'm i'm all good with you know like these these type of movies tend to uh not sit well with me uh you know position films tend to not be my my jam unless it's like something by james wong uh but it's evil dead i love evil dead i watch anything i've watched everything that they've had to put out I, i've read the comic books I, i've done all that um so i'm very very excited about the uh, evil dead rise it's super intense but i think it's gonna be really really fucking cool so and actually while i have you guys on here i want to see here uh evil Evil Dead 2013 Book of the Dead. See, they show me images because I, I am curious if this is just something that just takes place. Um, like just it's like a anthology type of deal, or if it's actually like in like canonical with with everything else, or at least with something that that happened, you know. So let's see here. Sorry, uh, I don't want to leave dead space for you guys. It's just uh, Evil Dead Rise. We're doing this in real time. Trying to find the Book of the Dead. No, 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 no. Oh, there you go. Okay. Nope, nope, nope. Come on. Work with me. Work with me. Okay, so the, sp the spikes are definitely different. There's no like spiked teeth on on the one from that one. Definitely looks more like a. So in the 2013 version, definitely looks more like it's stitched together with skin, not like um, the 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 face kind of stretched over a book type of deal in, in the original ones. Uh, I'm really just. I saw a good scene, but I can't remember where it is. In the trailer, it showed a pretty decent look of the book. There we go. So yeah, the book looks different. Um, and Evil Dead Rise there looks more like like skin, but like instead of being stitched together, it looks more like veins are all over it, kind of like it's an actual entity. Um, the the book is enclosed, kind of like you would like lock and key, but it has like teeth that close. It's pretty nasty, pretty disgusting. So yeah, I, I don't know if this is like a different book of the dead or if it's like this is like the backup. The backup of the backup, just in case if the, the the original two get burned or something, uh, it's uh, pretty pretty interesting to say the least. So we'll see. Like I said, we'll we'll see how it plays out. I'm very excited. This is definitely like day one, uh, Friday night. Go watch it with a crowd of people. Hopefully, everyone is on the same level as you are in excitement, and just enjoy it. Uh, this is something I will watch in theaters. I will give spend my 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 hard on my hard earned money for. Uh, well, with that being said, guys, let me move on to Glass Onion, a Knives Out, uh, Knives Out Mystery, Glass Onion. <clears throat> so, it is, uh, currently on Netflix. It is doing pretty well. I think it's on its way to be the most viewed, um, film ever on Netflix. I don't know how true that is, but it's up there. So we'll see. But overall, I I did enjoy it. I felt like it, it moved a lot quicker uh, than the first one did. I thought the first one felt I felt the length at times. It, it felt really long. I don't I don't know if it's actually longer or not, but the first one I did enjoy a lot. This one 
I would say I enjoyed just a little, no, probably, probably an, an equal footing with the first one. Uh, the cast is obviously stacked stacked high with, just like the first one, I mean, we have Daniel Craig returning as uh, uh, Mr. LeBlanc. We have Edward Norton. We have Kate Hudson. We have Dave Batista. We have uh, Janelle, uh, J- Janelle Monet. I'm, I know I'm saying that wrong. I don't know why I can't. J- I can't know why I can't say her name for goodness' sake. Uh, Kathy Hahn, uh, Leslie O'Dell, uh, Odom Jr. I believe J- uh, Jessica Henwick, and a slew of other people that you will kind of make real weird cameos in 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 the film. It's it's good. It, it, it is good. It it um it takes place during the pandemic. The, the that's when the movie is set. Uh like twenty twenty, probably maybe twenty twenty one. I don't know to be honest with you. Uh, they never gave a specific date. Um uh, essentially what it is is uh Edward Norton is this crazy, crazy rich guy has a lot of money, <clears throat> and he kind of er, er, once a year he invites his friends over to to do like a, a get together once a year to kind of celebrate all their upcomings because they're all kind of intertwined, uh, all their careers are intertwined with one another. <clears throat> and uh, Mr. LeBlanc gets a gets an invitation to join the this party which this theme of this party this year was a murder mystery and they had to figure out who killed Edward Norton um and then obviously the mystery starts to play out and we get motives and why everyone is a suspect at some point or another throughout the whole thing and i will say again that i i i like it just as much as the first one I do. Um, it's hard to say which one I prefer better. I know a lot of people are like, oh, the first one was so much better. Or, oh, I enjoyed this one. It was whatever. Um, the the cast did a great job. Um, obviously, you know, um, the, the characters are very unlikable for the most part. You know, they're like um, these, they're, um, I don't know if it's parody or satire of like the, you know these um, clueless celebrities are these misogynistic characters. These these clueless people who like, uh, for instance, uh, Kate Hudson's uh, Birdie J's character. You know she she responds to like she, uh, she says uh, racial things in uh, on Twitter, but doesn't realize that it is because she's just so vain and full of herself and just so in her own world. She doesn't care what she says. They've they've Batista's character. Duke Cody, he's a you know, I uh, just for 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 just for namesake. Uh, so you know, you probably know what I'm talking about, like an Andrew Tate type of guy, a red pill kind of, you know, like a super over top masculine guy. But he lives at home with his mother. Him and his girlfriend live at home with with his mom, and he you know just does YouTube and Twitch, and you know that's where his following is type of deal, um, and so on and so forth. Um, you know, they all have these super heavy flaws about themselves as characters. And when the mystery starts to unfold, you kind of see like, okay, everyone has motive in some way or shape or another for doing something. And then when the actual mystery gets unfolded, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's a very simple, it's a very simple uh, story, very simple mystery, but I think that's what works. And I think I think what Glass Onion does better than the first one, because obviously I don't want to get spoilers out, because it is a murder mystery. You have to un you have to unravel the mystery along with with characters. Now I know people just like the first one. It's not necessarily that difficult to see who did it, but it is fun to see how they did it and how they got away with it for until the end of the film. Obviously, um, <clears throat> it, it is fun. It does work in in those in in that regard. I, I, what what the second one does better, I think, gives better motive to why someone would want that person dead, or the implication of what of what happens. Again, I'm trying to avoid spoilers about too much, but um, I think everyone has really good motive to do it, and it's essentially any a, a toss up. And the, the what happens at the end, who who it is, uh, I mean, I won't say it's like 
obviously predictable, but it's not like shocking, surprising either. But the way that they go about proving how what how how they came to that decision and why they did it is pretty cool. Pretty cool. So it, it is really cool uh, visually. It, it the budget is obviously jacked up a lot from what I can see, just from the you know the, the you know from having to make this island look so real and having all these you know nice set pieces because they're on this island that this guy runs and it's you know it's very nice very over the top it's obviously a these guys probably he's probably a billionaire if not damn near close to it he can afford his own island his, his own staff so why the hell not right and it's the there's a twist upon a twist and another twist and i think you've probably seen that that um that um the meme on instagram or twitter or facebook whatever of like um you know like it's so it's like it was so it's uh <laughs> it's just dumb it's like it's so dumb it's brilliant no it's just dumb i don't i i i think i don't know i i, I feel like little bond character in this one is a lot more snooty than he was in the first one um, not that there's nothing necessarily wrong with that in, in a sense, but it's, what am I trying to, what, like I said, I'm trying to, I'm really trying not to step on my toes here. I, I don't want to give anything away because this is something I think you should watch. This is a really good movie. Uh, it's really fun. Uh, I, I, I can see why people would prefer the first one than this one. I, I do understand that, but I think this is definitely still worth a watch, and I'm very excited to see if they do more. Because I, I think that I think Netflix has another deal for for another one, if not two more on top of the, on top of this one. So I think we'll at least get one more. I definitely like uh, Daniel Craig's uh, LeBlanc character. Does definitely he's definitely really cool to watch and how he how he works and operates. Um, yeah, no, overall it is really good. And can I just say as well, um, Dave Batista is in 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 a, in a in a pretty pretty decent long line of wrestlers who transitioned from wrestling to to Hollywood. You know, you have Roddy Piper, you had Hulk Hogan, The Rock, Stokely Steve Austin dipped his toe in there, John Cena, Randy Orton a little bit, um, Glenn Jacob a little bit, you know, Kevin Nash here and there. Uh, I think Dave Bautista is by far the best. Hands down. Uh I mean he the the whole reason why he he's leaving Guardians of the Galaxy, why he's very or he's very happy that it's it's ending. He he enjoys Drax, he enjoys the work that he did, but he wants to do more serious, dramatic stuff. And uh, his new movie coming out soon, uh, Knock Knock, uh, by M M Night Shyamalan, and um, his like his little cameo spot that uh, I call it cameo, but like little cameo spot in uh, Blade Runner uh, with Ryan Gosling, the man can act. You know, the man can act his ass off. The man can act his ass off. Uh, I, I am a fan of him. I know a lot of people just like him. Like, I know he, he's petitioning as well to be, um, you know, he, he always wanted to be Marcus Phoenix. I'm not a big fan of that choice. I just, I don't, as much as I like him, I know he is a good actor. I just feel like he's not right for the part, which is weird to say. <clears throat> Especially when someone who's very passionate about that role. Who would definitely do it justice? I, I I won't lie and say he wouldn't do it justice. Absolutely, but I just I feel like he's not quite perfect fit. And I can't give you a name off the top of my head. If I if I sat sat down and thought about it, it would I would probably still couldn't come up with a definitive answer. But I just feel like Dave Batista might be too much of a fanboy to to do it. Uh, they would probably need someone who who understands the material, but at the same time isn't going to compromise that as well. So um, that's just kind of my thought process on that. But yeah, no, I would definitely say that he, Dave Bautista is the best wrestler turned actor by far, leaps and bounds over everyone else. You know, The Rock, it bless his heart, he, he tries to be a uh, dramatic actor sometimes. I just don't think he has that in him. He has too much charisma oozing out of his damn face for, for, for him to be vulnerable or sympathetic to a point like that or, you know, feel like a broken down man or whatever. Dave Bautista, you can see in his face. I mean, even in um, our, our Army, uh, Army, Army of the Dead, uh, you know, Dave Bautista had some moments in there where he had a breakdown, and because he had to, you know, kill his 
his wife who recently turned into a zombie and had to have a heart to heart with his his uh, estranged uh, estranged estranged you know what I mean uh, daughter. Yeah, you, you felt that he, he felt like a, just a man that just kind of was just at the end of his ropes, just kind of like going through life aim, aimlessly looking for a purpose. You know, I, and you know it's a Zack Snyder action film. You know, trying to look into in depth in that, but he he brought a lot of weight to to that role. So I'm I'm very excited to see what he does with his with the rest of his career because I know because I know he's not a spring chicken. Um, I know he's kind of up there in age wise, but he still looks fucking good. He he definitely could still do the uh, the 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 physical stuff, no problem. So if he can start to transition, maybe less of the physical stuff and more into the um, you know just pure acting stuff, I, I think he'll definitely have a long career ahead of him. He's he's fifty three right now, uh, just turned actually. He'll be fifty four in a couple of days. Apparently January eighteenth is his birthday. I'm recording on the sixteenth, so in a couple of days he'll be fifty four, which is not bad. Uh, I think um, what Tom Cruise is like sixty. Tom Cruise. Whoops. Well, now I'm just not. Now I'm just curious. <laughs> ah, damn it! I fucking hate this computer. Son of a bitch. Ah, dang it. Ah, oh my god. Sorry. Just work with me, you stupid computer. I hate this damn mouse. All right, there you go. Tom Cruise. Uh, da Age is 60 yeah so tom cruise is a, a handful of years older than him uh definitely if he can still go i, I know dave batista's got some really good years still ahead of him so that's pretty you know i'm very excited to see where his career goes goes next very excited about that um but, but that's less onion i would i would give it a 7.5 out of 10 for what that's worth um, I think I gave Knives Out the same. If not, I gave it an 8. I might have given it just a little bit higher score. But Glass Onion, I, I do like. I could probably... I'll probably rewatch it a couple more times for sure. Definitely something that's not a one and done for me. I'll definitely rewatch it again like on a lazy Sunday or if I'm looking for like a, like a good, like good, decent comedy uh, uh, mystery, uh, murder mystery type of movie. This will definitely be on the list. So... Uh, Glass Onion, highly recommend, especially if you, especially if you like the first one. There's definitely no no reason why you shouldn't go see this one. Or, <clears throat> and it's on Netflix. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to buy anything. As long as you have Netflix, you can watch it. Done deal. Uh, last thing I want to talk about today is a, a question I proposed on Instagram yesterday. And uh, I had some people reply to to the question which is good so some engagement is good i definitely want to like i said I definitely do more with the, with the with the instagram page let me know what you want to see head over to instagram uh three nerds on a sunday all one word follow us uh send your questions answer the questions when i when i post them on the story uh and uh dm me let me know what kind of content you want to see do you want to see reels do you want to see me uh do like uh reels of me reviewing stuff Reviewing trailers, giving my opinion. Uh, I can do um, you know reels of again, like you know, you tell me, oh, who would you cast in this, or hey, who, what do you think of this, or hey, here's a piece of news, can you um, react to it real quick? Uh, you know, I definitely want to, and I know reels right now are getting more hits than anything else, than pictures and all that kind of stuff. And you know, so just let me know. I, I like I said, I want to focus more on the Instagram. I want to try to make this thing a thing. I say that every podcast, but I, I you know, I want to. I want to manifest it and keep myself accountable and by actually doing the things I say I want to do. So um, I've been way more active on Instagram these past couple of weeks than I have in the past six, seven months for, for, for this podcast. So, you know, so far we're, we're doing good. We're, we're rolling here and I definitely want some more engagement. I want to hear, hear more from you guys. Um, so with that little, little self plug in there for the, for the Instagram page, <clears throat> uh, the question I asked was that, um, with the, um, if you had the budget of Avatar the way of water, what would you adapt? <clears throat> For those who don't know, according to my half-assed research here, the budget reportedly for Avatar 2 is $460 million with a price tag of about $100 million for marketing, which would, would bring it up to $560 million. Um, 
That's fucking bonkers. That's by far the biggest budget of all time of any movie, which is, again, taking out the marketing, that's almost $500 million to play with. And from, from what the movie looks like, I think every, every dollar went to the, to, to, the, to the CGI work and all that. Biggest movie budgets. All time, and the so the profession was basically at, at that point you can make whatever you want, you know, and okay, so looks like looks like uh, okay, see here budget. So if we're looking at the biggest movies here, um, Avengers Endgame was four hundred. So that's sixty bucks, uh, sixty, sixty thousand more than uh, Avengers Endgame. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Australian Tides is at number two, three hundred seventy-nine million. Avengers: Age of Ultron, three hundred sixty-five million. Star Wars: The Force Awakens, three hundred six million. Uh, uh, Infinity War is only three hundred thousand. It's crazy. At World's End, Pirates of the Caribbean, three hundred. Justice League, three hundred, three hundred million. Uh, Spect- what the hell is Spectre doing at $300 million? Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, which is not out yet. Coming out later this year in July, $290 million. Rise of Skywalker, $275 million. Jesus Louise, some of these movies blow my fucking mind on how much they spend. And I guarantee you, almost a quarter of that, if not almost half, is just, uh, it's just on, on the, uh, on the uh, acting um, on the acting budget alone. Uh, end game. They had to probably play everyone up the nose in that one. <clears throat> so yeah, that explains a lot. But no, it's crazy that this is this is just for one movie, four hundred and four hundred sixty million dollars. So the question was, again, if you had that type of money, what would you adapt? And at that point, like I said, you can adapt whatever you want with that price, even if you don't use it all. Like, what would you want? So some of the questions I got uh, were uh, Pacific Rim three. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. Uh, Pacific Rim 1 is one of my favorite movies of all time. You know, my my top five list has been pretty solid, but every time I watch Pacific Rim, it gives me that 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 feeling of, of, of being a kid again, you know, loving like kaiju films and robots and mechs and all that kind of stuff and just, you know, loving Godzilla stuff. So obviously it's not Godzilla, but it just, it, 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 it feels like an anime. It feels... It, it feels like something, like they made something specifically for me. And that was so cool. Uh, I just, I just, I, I lost my shit when, when I saw it. I was so, it was so happy to see. So yeah, I'm always down to see part three. Um, some other questions I got, uh, some other answers I got was, um, oh yeah, it was, um, <laughs> so th- th- this one made me laugh. This was from one of, one of our good friends here, the, the uh, basically the um, the officially unofficial but official fourth member of the team, uh, Gil. He wrote in a he he wrote in a, a couple of couple of answers. Um, he wrote in a epic Captain Planet uh, Captain Planet movie. Uh, I, I won't lie to you. I don't remember much about Captain Planet. I know the I I, I know the the beginning. You know Earth. Wind, water, fire, all that, you know, all, all that fun stuff. Um, I, I don't, I don't know anything else besides that, besides the, the, the look of Captain Planet. I know he fights like e- ecological disasters and maybe e- eco terrorists. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure putting the right hands, uh, putting the right hands, uh, it could be epic. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, but no, that, that was a pretty, uh, that was a really good, like out out of the box um, answer that I was always always hoping to get out of these things. Um, personally, for me, me personally, I would do a Cadillac and Dinosaurs film or a two parter Lost Lost Planet movies. Um, if you don't know by now, one of one of my favorite shows as a kid. I I had the toys. I, I loved it. I you know I'm I'm trying to collect the 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 vintage line on card. That's uh, the prices are kind of a little ridiculous for, for 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 you know for a kind of very niche uh, you know fan base. But Cadillac and dinosaurs is just I think it writes itself. It's Cadillac 
and dinosaurs. There's more to into that without getting too much in the history of. It's based off a comic. I believe it's called like. Um, I always forget the name. It's like, uh, Zai Zayo some Zai. You know some some like that. I forgot what the original title was. They changed the Cadillac and dinosaurs when they made it to television because that was more marketable and more interesting to kids than the original title. Which I I agree. I that title just just grabs you Cadillac and dinosaurs. Um, it, it's a post-apocalyptic world. Um, humans break up into these tribes. The main, the, the main character is, is like a machinist. Basically he's, you know, fixes up these, you know, the Cadillacs and these vehicles and stuff like that. And there's like, there's like an evil hunter organization or like a, like a cult almost or a tribe that hunts down dinosaurs. You have the, the female lead who is a scientist who helps to like prevent that, that from happening. We have like, these mole people, mole monkey people that, that live underground, and you know the dinosaurs are kind of roaming free. And we have those who want to hurt them, those who want to bring us back to the old old ways of life, and those who want to incorporate dinosaurs into our daily lives and kind of cohabitate with with nature. Some want to rebuild again and all that kind of stuff, and say, "Well, screw nature. This is you know our world type of thing." There's, there's, there's a lot to it, and, and and you can definitely make it a you can put in a uh, eco message in there easily. Hundred percent, and I think it'll do pretty well. Uh, think of like Avatar, the way of water, but put it with that uh, Cadillac and dinosaurs. <laughs> um, I've, I I love this franchise a lot. It was only a show. I think they only did one season. But the comic book is still kind of going, still pretty good, still very popular. Uh, like I said, very niche, but if you do it right, it can appeal to a mass audience. Uh, Lost Planet is a game that came out in three sixty. I don't know if it's exclusive to three sixty. Um, maybe the first one was. But uh, essentially, it's um, from what I remember, these um, <clears throat> you know human s people. I don't know if they were humans exactly or whatever. They had some fancy name in in, in the the lost planet lore. But you know they, they go to this planet. They want to see if it's terraformable. You know they have to wear these uh, thermal lace suits and they fight these like thermal monsters that live within the snow. And there's this evil organization that they're fighting against. And and there's like mechs and robots and giant monsters and it's it's really cool uh definitely would have to be heavy cgi some some really good practical effects um some really cool mech fights i would definitely break it up into two parts i mean ideally i would like to make it a series but i think it would be more feasible to do it as a movie because i think 400 million across a couple episodes would work as well but essentially what you're doing is making the movies well you know now i'm thinking about it maybe no but i want i want people to experience it in theaters i would definitely want them to watch lost planet in theaters on a big screen with a nice adobe surround sound with a nice big screen a clean light bulb in in the in the projector making you know to have the best experience watching it because i think it would definitely be a popcorn blockbuster movie for sure both of these definitely for sure would be uh like popcorn films you want to watch in theaters so, yeah, I think, yeah, no, I, I'll keep them as movies. I'll just break it up because the story gets kind of convoluted, a little, little messy. But it, it, if you sh- uh, if you shorten it up a little bit, make it very tight, put it into two movies, two hours each. I think you, that's that's good enough to really set up the the world of Lost Planet to maybe carry that on to a more high high priced um, budget for a television series or. You know, I'll continue on with the movie franchise because we we do eventually leave the snow area behind, and we and the world starts to terraform, and now we're in jungles and more green life and all this other stuff. It's still not quite habitable, but you know, we, we go through the evolution. I think there's like three games of Lost Planet out, so there's plenty of story to take from there and grow. So that you know, that one, those those are I threw through 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 into the ring. Um, has someone else? Um. They threw in their hat as well. They answered Dino Crisis of Turok, which uh, kind of what m- made me talk about 65 earlier. Because I'm like, yeah, again, dinosaurs, you know, when done right, it's a hot property. Dino- it's just one of those things, man. You know, as kids, um, you're going to like dinosaurs eventually. It always happens in some way, shape, or form. You like dinosaurs. For the most part, I think most kids, dinosaurs is a part of your life some way, shape, or form. It just, it's just a thing. And... Turok uh, and Dino Crisis definitely maybe not as kid friendly, but and maybe when you become a little older, like teenager teenager uh, age, 
you watch these movies go, oh yeah, this is this is what I this is what I dreamed that when I was doing playing with my dinosaur figures as a kid, this is kind of what I always figured that it would actually look like on screen. So, uh, yeah, uh, I I won't lie, I don't remember much about the stories of both of these games. I know Dino Crisis probably has to do with like a laboratory, uh, some kind of uh, genetic stuff, and you know, bringing back dinosaurs or something. Um, Turok, I, I know he's the Native American who's hunting down dinosaurs. That's all I really know. Um, but they both they both work really well. I, I think again, if, if done well, uh, they would be really good properties to maybe again do a whole franchise or a couple movies. You know, uh, they, they could definitely sell toys, no problem. And so you know, because because I know it's all about you know making money after the fact. So again, selling, making this, making these movies for the adults and teenagers, and then sell the toys to the kids. You get them both, you get them coming and going, and then when the kids are a little older, they can actually watch the movie that, you know, that 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 were the toys are based off of. You know, you you can get them both ways. I'm doing your job for you, Hollywood. Just take it and run with it. That's all I'm saying. Some of this stuff can do pretty well if you again just market to the right people. Do it, do the right thing. You're fine. Um, so Gil, the the ever wise guy, um, definitely meet him. Grew up. Meet uh, so Gil is like my, he's my cousin, but he's not my cousin. But he's basically my cousin. Um, we grew up together. We we're always hanging out. Uh, Frank and I, Fra, Frank, Gil, uh, our two other friends. I don't. I, I don't know if they'd be fine with me sharing their names on a podcast, so I'll just kind of, you know, I'll just call them, call them thing one and thing two. And then myself, we would all hang out together, uh, always sleeping over in my house, having, you know, sleepovers, staying up all night wrestling, playing video games, eating pizza, you know, just ha- having the best time of our lives, all all going to movies together, uh, going to home run in and just demolishing these two extra large pizzas. It just, it was great times all together. One of the favorite movies that me and Gil used to watch a lot, <clears throat> Words of Virtue. And that's one of the movies he would pick to do like a big budget um, uh, re- remake of. Yeah, the original film wasn't that great. It had some good moments, really good practical effects. Uh, I would say just as good as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, practical effects and suits and all that kind of stuff. Very good. They were very nimble. Uh, they're essentially it's this kid who has like a, like a bum leg. He has to wear like a rickety old uh, leg brace. Um, through some accident, he gets transported to a different world. Doesn't explain how. It just happens. Don't just go with it. And he bumps into these um, to this world where basically we have this evil guy named uh, Kimono who is looking to take over the region and the world that he inhabits. And these uh, there's these martial art kangaroo uh, kangaroo guys and and lady called the Warriors of Virtue. You know we have fire, earth steel wind all that kind of stuff ba- basically it's a a weird uh, martial art version of like captain planet almost um yeah so there you go so i guess you can make <laughs> you could just swap you could just mix words of virtue with, with captain planet um yeah it, it was not a good movie man um rewatching it's not great but it hits me in nostalgic feels i i had the toys um you know, it, it was always some of my favorite stuff in Fantasy or Warriors. Uh, Virtue was a nineteen ninety seven movie, so I was only I was only six years old when when this came out. Uh, I was, loved it with all my heart. It was so cool. Uh, I'm trying to remember the exact elements. Can I remember if it was like metal, if it was like steel specifically? Um, but I, I always I always loved it. Um, Steel was my favorite. Um, I don't know. I just liked the way he looked because he, he was mute. He didn't talk. He had a, you know, he was, I always thought he was kind of funny and cool, but, um, I do want to give a special shout out to, let me see if I, I believe it's spelled way different, but I believe it's, it's, it's pronounced this way. Angus McFadden, uh, who played Kimono in Warriors of Virtue. That man, th- th- this man was the best part of this movie. He is Oh, he is so cheesy and over the top, and he is oh, he just goes for it. He gives no shits. I mean, he just lets it all. All he lets his freak fly flag, man. He lets his freak 
flag fly, man. Uh, he is utterly fantastic. Uh, I'll see if I can find a clip or clip it or something and uh, post it on, on the Instagram page. But uh, of a scene of him, uh, it's, I <clears throat> I don't know if I can do it justice, but it's just like, uh, it's like the final fight. <clears throat> He's getting ready. Hey, warriors, come out to play. And it, he hams it up, man. And he knows what he knows what he's in. He knows what he's doing. He knows what his job is. And he's great, man. He is like a. He's one of my favorite movie villains of all time because of that. Of just how much he just gives it us all. Just like he again, like it's 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 like the opposite of Raul Julia in Street Fighters in Street Fighter, where like he is giving gravitas to this weight of a character that essentially is written as kind of a dweeb. But he gives it so much gravitas and weight to it, 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 it feels more grandiose than it actually is. On the flip side here, uh, Angus McFadden uh, with Kimono just goes all the way ham with it. Goes, okay, I'm going the opposite direction. That This isn't going to be like some, it's very a, it's like a Shakespearean type of character that is just hopped up on cocaine the whole time. It's great. If anything, for him alone, it's worth watching. And I, 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 I am, I do actually like Angus McFadden, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of him, but I do like I do like him when he shows up in things, and uh, you know, I get, get, get to see him act. He, he's kind of one of those guys, kind of like um, like a Walton Goggins or a um, or a Clancy Brown when they show up in something. I'm like, oh, hey, it's you. I'm I'm I'm, I'm happy you're still getting work. I'm happy you're still getting your your SAG card insurance and all that kind of stuff. So it's always good to see him. But yeah, for for one of my favorite bad guys of all time in in, in movie history. And uh, I'll probably work on that list too. I, I I have so many damn stupid lists that I work on when I'm bored or if I'm like at the gym and I'm not listening to podcasts. Whenever I'm just thinking like, man, I love this character. I love this character. I, you know, I make these lists in my head and I have ideas for the shows where I got to get everyone else involved to do them. But yeah, I definitely want to make like a top ten movie villains, my my favorite villains of all time. And he, Kimono, would be on that list, hundred percent. Um. Not spend too much more time. Um, the other suggestions were Avatar: Last Airbender and uh, a proper Batman v Superman: Dark Knight Returns adaptation. So I don't know what adaptation he's talking about, other than maybe an animated movie, because uh, we do not talk about it. If if one did exist, it's probably so bad and terrible we should never bring it up ever again. Did you ever mention that damn movie around me? Um, it's the only movie that legitimately makes me angry. I don't know why. I hate it with a passion. Uh, I have a lot of fake anger, uh, you know, when it comes to the podcast or, uh, and like nerd talk, cause it's always fun to kind of push people's buttons and kind of get into these like cool debates of like why I think something's good or why I think something's bad. Uh, cause I, I do crave that, that conversation when it comes to like stuff like this, arguing about art and its meaning and its purpose or like why we like it or why not and try to justify something. But the 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 movie that doesn't exist of Batman vs Superman uh, pisses me off to no end. It, it legitimately is the only movie that I've ever watched that pissed me off. And when I talk about it, it makes me angry. So I, let's move on from that. Uh, but yes, I agree. We should definitely get someone to do it properly. Um, Avatar: The Last Render. Um, the only thing I will say about this is that I think personally, I think you have to age up the kids a little bit, and then obviously put people that are a little bit older, but they can play like young teenagers. Something like that. Cause I just I I don't because I think they're like eight. Again, I could be completely wrong. They might be eight, seven, nine, ten, ten years old in the show. Um, it, it it's very much like a shonen type of type of deal where like these kids and young teens are pretty much thrown into these like world ending situations and they they mature and a lot of stuff happens to them and it it just. It's pretty impactful what happens to their life, and and they're not even out of their twenties yet. So I think you have to age them up just 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 for just for a better ability to choose better actors because it's it's always rare to find that good one kid actor. But if you get like you need like at least uh, Azula, you need you need Aang obviously, uh, Katara, um, Zuko. Tough. I mean, uh, uh, everybody, uh, the the whole crew. Um, you know, they're looking at like, let's just say for the top end, 10, 10, 10 great child child actors. I don't know how you gonna do that. Um, that's a, that's a rare feat. It's hard to find one or two of them, let alone that many. Uh, I think you have to age them up because, and then a lot of the fights are gonna have to be 
um, CGI, obviously, because they don't really make physical contact. They use their their, um, their their bending abilities. So you're gonna have to focus on the CGI as well, and you have to focus on just making things pr as accurate, but also kind of fix the mistakes of the show. Because you know, as much as 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 much as I think Avatar is one of the best shows you can watch, uh, animation wise. Even just as a TV show, it's fucking phenomenal. Every show has has problems and things you can fix. Um, I think it's a tall order to do it properly, but some people and I might agree with that. I think it needs to be done, but again, that's just me personally. Um, so yeah, I again, I would love to see that, but there some some things need need to be worked on and tweaked a little bit to make it fit. I think better, but um, that's you know that's gonna be it, guys. I think I'm gonna call a yeah, but the podcast there. Um, I will, like I said, I'll be trying to be more active on Instagram, uh, DM me over there, what you want to see, what kind of content, uh, along with the podcast as well. What do you like? What you don't like? Um, I'm hoping we're going to film our, our top 10 best, our top 10 favorite movies of 2022 coming up here with everyone, hopefully all four of us. Um, that's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. Otherwise guys, thank you for listening to another episode of three news on a Sunday. We appreciate you. We appreciate uh, all the love that we get. Uh, you know, our, our viewership go up and down, but I know we have at least like eight, nine, like eight or nine of you guys who are dedicated to listen to everything that we, that we put out. And I appreciate all of you. I really do. Thank you guys. And I'll catch you next week. Goodbye.